This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. According to Czech News, hundreds of people marched from Centennial Square to the steps of the B.C. Legislature on Saturday, November 20th. The Funeral for the Future event was organized by Extinction Rebellion, Vancouver Island, and featured David Suzuki as the main speaker. This is taken from a YouTube recording of his speech. Today, I am here to rebel against the tidal wave of extinction that threatens the very future of our children. We are here to bury the mindset that is driving this extinction spasm. Extinction is part of the normal process of evolution that has enabled life to adapt and flourish as conditions change. We are here because an asteroid smashed into Earth, sending a shower of debris that cooled the planet so that the dominant cold-blooded dinosaurs died out and enabled our warm-blooded ancestral mammals to emerge from their hiding places and flourish. Of all species that evolved over four billion years, 99.99% are now extinct. The planet is not in trouble. It did fine for four billion years without us and will carry on after we're gone. Nature will survive, although in a much different form, and will re-flourish again in the, as it has in the past. On average, invertebrate species lifespan is about 11 million years. That's the average length uh, an invertebrate exists. On average, the lifespan of a mammalian species is one to two million years. There have been five episodes when 70 to 90% of all species suddenly disappear from the fossil record in less than 2.8 million years, which is just a blink in evolutionary time. We are in a sixth spasm of species loss. In May, a United Nations report announced a million more species are in imminent danger of extinction. We know the most numerous, diverse, and important group of animals, namely insects, are in catastrophic decline because we are at war with them. Without humans, nature will rebound and flourish. Without insects, terrestrial ecosystems will collapse. On September 30th of this year, the United States Fish and Wildlife Service declared 23 more species are now officially extinct, including the iconic ivory-billed woodpecker whose last official sighting was in 1944. There's no mystery to why species are vanishing so rapidly. We are the cause. There are too many of us demanding too much from Mother. We're the top predator on the planet, and there's no reason to think that somehow we are immune from extinction. That's why I joined with Extinction Rebellion, to rebel against the extinction path we are on. After a mass extinction, nature recovers in biodiversity and abundance, but it takes 10 million years. We've been around for only 200,000 years, and only a few hundred years as a major disruptive force. 
We think dinosaurs were losers because they suddenly disappeared. But they ruled the planet for 190 million years. We've been here, as I say, for 200,000. We say nature bats last because she has all the time in the world and she sets the rules. The anthropogenic, that is a human-caused mass extinction, is happening because we have changed the way we see ourselves and our place in the world. You see, the way we see ourselves in the world determines how we act towards it. For most of human history, we knew we were deeply embedded in and utterly dependent on nature. We saw ourselves as a small strand in a complex web of relationships with all other species of animals and plants who were our relatives, not resources. Plants and animals provide every bit of our nutrition and create or capture, cleanse and replenish our sacred gifts from nature. Clean air, pure water, rich soil, and energy from the sun. That's what indigenous peoples celebrate through ceremony. Their songs, dances, and prayers signal our gratitude for the abundance and generosity of Mother Earth and our obligation and responsibility to act in a way that ensures she will continue to provide so well. But over recent millennia, we have come to think we're different and special because our intelligence has enabled us to escape the constraints and limits of nature. From spears and stone axes, our tools have become too powerful. Telescopes, microscopes, enormous machines, chainsaws, scuba gear, computers, and space satellites. And that overwhelming sense of dominance with us at the top is driven by resourcism, a mindset that regards everything around as a potential opportunity for us. And this suffuses the systems we have created to guide, constrain, and govern ourselves. Legal systems define boundaries of nations, provinces, and municipalities. But what people like Jason Kenney and those folks over there don't get is that nature doesn't give a damn about human boundaries. There's no... There's no Alberta air or Jason Kenney air. We are all embedded in a matrix of air that flows in and out of and between all of us. And while laws define human and property rights, what about the right of a songbird to live its life as it evolved to live? What about the right of a forest to exist as a community of organisms or a river to flow as it has for millennia? Who the hell do we think we are that we can go around setting rights? And Mr. Harper showed us for nine and a half years as Canada's Prime Minister what he values when he called action to reduce the threat of climate change crazy economics. So he ignored climate change by elevating the economy above the atmosphere that gives us air to breathe, that gives us weather, climate, and the seasons.
The United Kingdom economist Partha Dasgupta recently showed the economy ignores all of the things that nature does to keep the planet vibrant and habitable for animals like us. Things like photosynthesis that captures energy from the sun, removes carbon and puts back oxygen, pollination of flowering plants, filtration of water and creation of soil. Those are just externalities, the price of doing business. Let's put the eco back into economics. Mark Carney points out in his book, Values, Amazon, the gigantic business, is worth hundreds of billions of dollars, while Amazon, the greatest ecosystem on the planet, is worthless until it is cut down and occupied by human beings. And I want to tell you, the destruction of the Amazon forest going on now is higher than it has been for 17 years. And this economic system we bow down before is created or rests on the creed of cancer, endless growth, an impossibility in a finite world. Already we are using up the rightful legacy of our children and future generations to keep this economy growing, growth that is the direct cause of eco-destruction. Growth has become the very definition of progress. So while most scientists believe the economy must shrink, politicians in the business community continue to push for more and fail to address the important questions. What is an economy for? Are there no limits? Are we happier with all this stuff? How much is enough? What are the necessities of life? Why isn't it illegal for anyone in the world to be a billionaire? We learned from the IMF that globally, the fossil fuel industry, the most profitable sector in society, was subsidized in 2020 by $5.9 trillion. That's $11 million a minute. Yet the rich countries will not provide the $100 billion annually to help the victims of climate change. The Guardian last week showed the long history of lies put out by the PR industry to confuse the public so profits could keep coming to the fossil fuel industry. Yet the fossil fuel representatives are at the table of every single meeting to confront the threat of global ecological destruction, including 503 official delegates to COP26, while youth, indigenous people and angos were reduced to begging to even get in. Humans are the only species with a sense of a future so we can see possible alternatives and deliberately choose a path to avoid danger and exploit opportunity. Foresight has been a key to human survival. Today, scientists with supercomputers act in the best tradition of our species. Look ahead, see where the dangers and opportunities are, and then choose to act now to avoid the hazards of the future. In 1992, 
1,700 of the top scientists from 71 countries, including more than half of all Nobel Prize winners, signed World Scientist Warning to Humanity. Some of what it said was, and I quote, human beings in the natural world are on a collision course. If not checked, Many of our current practices put at serious risk the future that we wish for human society and may so alter the living world that it will be unable to sustain life in the manner that we know. No more than one or a few decades remain before the chance to avert the threats we now confront will be lost. 1992, 25 years later in 2017, 17,000 scientists signed World Scientist Warning to Humanity 2, in which it states that except for the thinning of the ozone layer, every single issue warned of in 1992 is worse. And we tout our political system of democracy is the best one there is, where politicians are held accountable by civil society. But those most affected by the decisions and priorities of politicians are children, our future generations. For that matter, oceans, forests, the atmosphere, they don't vote. So they're not on the political agenda. The ministers of forestry, or fisheries and oceans, or the environment aren't responsible to trees, fish, the ocean, or the environment. They don't vote. So they're not caring for those things. They're caring for them for humans that want to use them. And while politicians now hold the power to make big, big decisions affecting the very future of our species, their actions are always constrained by the prospect of the next election. Net zero by 2050. Ha! What a joke! Canada has never met a single target it has promised to meet. In yet, and every politician in office today trumpeting net zero by 2050 will not be in office by 2050. So who is accountable for that? No one. Exactly. We have become too smart for our own survival. We are so puffed up with our intelligence and knowledge and importance that we elevate the systems we have created, the law, the economy, politics, above the laws of nature. Yet those human-made constructs are the only thing we can change. That's what's brought us then, and I hope what we've put into what was supposed to be a coffin. I thought we were going to put the mindset, these systems we've created, into a coffin so we can bury them. I am here to join with Extinction Rebellion, to rebel against the human-caused extinction of species and to signal the solution to the ecological crises of our time, which is the death of the destructive systems that are driving us towards extinction. Most media coverage focused on a comment Suzuki made to Czech News. We're in deep, deep doo-doo, and they've been telling us, the leading experts, for over 40 years. This is what we're come to. 
The next stage after this is they're going to be pipelines blown up if our leaders don't pay attention to what's going on. BC's Minister of Public Safety, Mike Farnworth, shot back, quote, I think statements like that are not helpful. I think that's just not helpful at all, unquote. Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole said, quote, This kind of rhetoric is dangerous and undemocratic, unquote. BC Liberal leadership candidate Ellis Ross said, quote, You can't tell me he doesn't know exactly what he's inferring, unquote. Suzuki called the suggestion that he was inciting people to violence absurd. Quote, it's exactly the opposite of what I was trying to say. Unquote. Campbell River resident Don Goodeath, who organized the Extinction Rebellion event, told Cortez Currents, We demand that our government get responsive, that they get aligned with the science, that they take the actions in British Columbia which we need, that we declare an emergency, that we get organized around what is going to be necessary to protect the safety and livelihoods of British Columbians now and into the future, and to take the drastic actions around fossil fuels that are necessary to protect future generations. You've been listening to an account of the Funeral for the Future held in Victoria last Saturday, with comments by Don Goodeve, a large segment of David Suzuki's speech, as recorded on YouTube, and excerpts from the Czech News Report. This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents. Goodbye.